Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we explore strategies and ideas for how to make our lives happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, in honor of National Diabetes Awareness Month, we're going to shake things up a bit and spend the entire episode with Elizabeth talking about her diabetes. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, the five senses, and human nature. I'm in a little cobbled-together home office. I'm in a walk-in closet with a lot of pillows. And joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, a type 1 diabetic. Yes, we are going to go in deep. Before we launch in, we would love your suggestion for an upcoming episode of More Happier that we're going to do that is going to be like the Clear the Decks episode that we did a while back, which, you know, is just a bunch of one-minute tasks for some instant gratification. And this is going to be called Deck the Halls because it's going to be about getting ready for the holidays. So send in your ideas about those quick to-dos that we can cross off our list as we get ready to enter the holiday season. Yes, and we also have our annual gift suggestion list coming up. So send yeah. in ideas Ooh, the roundup. for gift suggestions, something that you absolutely love that you think is a great gift. Yes, something you got or something you gave. We're going to put it all together. That's always so fun, Elizabeth. I love that. I love it too. And now we'll turn to the subject of diabetes. And part of the inspiration for this episode came from our listener, Katie. She said, my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in September, and then I was as well, though mine is progressing slowly. Thank you both for talking about diabetes on the podcast. I'd love to hear more about what diabetes is like from diagnosis to now, the sibling with the diagnosis and the other sibling's perspective. It would be a great special episode. Great idea, Katie. So in honor of National Diabetes Awareness Month, we are going to talk about diabetes. But before we launch in, here's a brief explanation of type 1 diabetes and how it differs from type 2. And so to understand both kinds of diabetes, we first have to understand the role of insulin in the body. Insulin is a crucial hormone that our bodies produce. Its main job is to allow glucose, which is sugar, from the food we eat to enter our cells and be converted into energy. Without insulin, glucose can't enter our cells and it builds up in the bloodstream. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune condition where the pancreas produces little to no insulin. It used to be called juvenile diabetes, but it's not just kids, which is why we now call it type 1. With type 2 diabetes, the body isn't able to effectively use insulin, a condition known as insulin resistance. 
So while both types revolve around insulin complications, type one is about not producing enough insulin and type two is about not using insulin effectively. People with type two can sometimes improve their ability to use insulin effectively through lifestyle changes. People with type one cannot change the way their bodies produce insulin. And Gretchen, when I talk about this, I want to be clear. I have type 1. I am not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any right. medical training. Right. I'm just talking out of my experience right. as having had this for 15 years or more. Yes. So the difficult thing about type 1 is that it's bad to be high. When I say high, I mean high blood sugar, but it's disastrous yeah. to be low. So let me explain what I mean. Long-term high blood sugar can cause heart disease, strokes, blindness. It causes bad circulation, which means you can have to have amputations. And that is over the long term. And Elizabeth, I remember when your one-word theme for the year was number six, because you were trying to get your levels down to six, and that was about... Long-term, yes. Long-term bringing your blood sugar down. Yes, diabetics, they often have tested their A1C, which is the number that tells you what your blood sugar is on an average over the last say, three months, mm -hmm. and I was trying to get that number into the low sixes because that would mean that, you know, I was all good on my blood sugar. So in that way, you were trying to get your blood sugar lower, but then there's the problem of the low. Exactly. So if your blood sugar drops suddenly, that's called hypoglycemia, and you could like go into a coma you could crash your car because you sort of lose control of your faculties. Mm -hmm. Anything, you don't want to be under 70, the number 70. Uh -huh. I've never been in what I would call a dangerous situation, but it's always a possibility. It's always a fear that I have. And I have uh -huh. many times been in situations where suddenly my blood sugar is very low, let's say 60, 55. I think it's gone down to 40 before. Mm -hmm where I'm just pouring sweat, I'm shaking, and I, I need to eat. In that situation, what you need is sugar as quickly as possible to raise your blood sugar. But then it takes, right. you know, about 15 minutes to kick in. So that can be a really unpleasant time. Mm -hmm. And that's why monitors are such an advantage, right? Exactly. Monitors are so huge because one, you can just glance at your monitor to see where your blood sugar is and if you need to keep an eye right. on it. And then also the monitors will alert you with beeping, buzzing, all sorts of ways to tell you that your sugar is low or very high. And they also even, Gretchen, have dogs. Some service dogs are trained mm. to smell wow. the spikes and drops in glucose levels and alert their owner that they need to pay attention to their blood sugar. Because I know you've said sometimes it can creep up on you or you're very distracted and you're sort of not tuning into your body. And so it's very helpful to have something that is just paying attention all the time. Absolutely. You get caught up in life and you forget to pay attention yes. to your blood sugar. I mean, it's understandable. And also, right. of course, sometimes it happens at night. Right. And that's sure. when a monitor beeping is really helpful. One of the things that took me a while to understand when this was a new situation for you was that there's this constant tension where you don't want to go too high and you definitely don't want to go too low. And the too low is more immediately dangerous, but you're constantly navigating 
because you want to be in that middle ground and that's hard to do. Yeah, Scratch. And that's what my doctor's always looking for is how much can I just stay in range without going too low or too high? Mm. It's always about Ah. what's the range. The goal is to be in this middle ground. Right. Right. Well, let's go back to the beginning about when you were diagnosed. Yes. Okay. So Gretchen, I was 34 years old. I had what I realize now were all of the classic symptoms of type 1 diabetes. Mm. So I was working on the shield, which is a very high stress job just because many TV jobs are. And so I was attributing all this to stress, but I had lost a lot of weight without trying. Very fast. Very fast. I was actually losing hair, which can be a sign of, you know, the body going through a trauma. I was really thirsty. I mean, to the point where I remember Adam Uh, and I had just, we were dating and I remember being in a restaurant with him and like following the person to a pitcher of water being like, I can't wait for you to bring this to the table. I need to drink it now. Oh, The really um, wild thing, Gretch, was I had a cleaning lady, Amy at the time. She kept telling me I was sick. She kept now, Amy, I must Uh. say, according to her, speaks to dead people. I don't know if she does or she doesn't, but she feels she has an insight into the spirit world. But she kept telling me, Liz, you're very sick. You're very sick. And, you know, it sort of stuck with me. And then, but I ignored it. And then the next week she'd come back and say, Did you go to the doctor? You need to go to the doctor. Well, I mean, sure enough, I finally went to the doctor because I also just wasn't feeling well. Like everything I was doing felt like so much effort. I remember um, I was just making coffee and pouring my coffee. The coffee pot felt so heavy. So finally, I did go to the doctor and I had a blood just, you know, when you get a blood test taken where they just kind of test everything, they did that and... It came back with signs that, oh my gosh, this person has type one. And, you know, it was a shock. Yeah. Gretch, the interesting thing about it was, so when this all first happened and I went back to the doctor, she gave me my first insulin shot. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that one shot was like being reborn. I mean, Uh, just one shot, I felt like a totally new person. Because energy was entering your cells. It was probably just like the plug was going into the wall. Yes. No, I mean, I remember I was on set at the time with uh, Sarah for an episode, and I remember saying to her, I feel so good. Like, it was 7 p.m., and I was like, I feel like it's 10 a.m. I'm loving life. It was literally like being reborn. I mean, it was such a stark contrast, which is why, I mean, among other reasons, you want to be on top of this because it impacts your energy level on such a massive level. It was such a shock to get this diagnosis. We sort of had no family history. This, as far as you knew, came out of nowhere. It was a very shocking time. Oh my gosh, it was so shocking. One thing, though, that was encouraging is I remember I asked the doctor, like, so am I going to be in and out of the hospital? What does this mean? And he said, no, you could easily go decades and never be in the hospital. I don't expect to see you in the hospital. You just have to stay on top of it. So that was very reassuring to me. And in fact, I have never been in the hospital for diabetes. 
So right. that is very comforting, I think, to those who are newly diagnosed. Yes, it's really good to point out that it's something that you pay a lot of attention to, but you, you've never been in a dangerous situation and you've never gone to the hospital yet. Yep, and I hope not to. That's Gretchen. right. Coming up, we'll talk about managing type 1 diabetes day to day. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Elizabeth, for people who aren't familiar with how type 1 diabetes is treated, take us through your average day. Yeah. Well, first of all, Gretchen, I have a 24-hour wireless glucose monitor that the sensor is attached to my stomach. I change it every 10 days. And then it reads out on my phone so that mm-hmm. at any moment, like I was saying, I can look over and see what my blood sugar is, or it can alert me if it's too high or too low. And what's fantastic about technology is that my glucose monitor is connected to my doctor, Dr. Bush, so he can see it anytime he wants to. He can download the information and look at my numbers. Mm. And I will say, I remember before you got this, it felt like such a huge commitment to have this thing attached to you, but you're very glad you did it. I'm so glad. And I remember, Gretchen, I was thinking about doing it and I, mom sat me down. I was home in Kansas City and mom sat me down in the kitchen and she just said, Elizabeth, I think you need to get the glucose monitor. I think this is something you need to do. Yeah. And you know, we always listen to our mother, Gretchen. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I did it, and I have to say it was the best thing I've probably Uh ever done health-wise. Now, how about the pump? I don't use an insulin pump, which is another device you can use to make it easier to get the insulin. I give myself shots. Mm -hmm. I'm so used to it. It doesn't bother me. It's so much easier now than it used to be. When I first started, I had to have like a syringe and the little bottle of insulin and tap the syringe and all of that. Now I just have these pens that Mm -hmm. you dial up the number that you want of insulin. And it's a very short needle, does not hurt one bit when you stick it in. And I just push the button and it couldn't be easier. I just prefer that. That doesn't mean I'll never have a pump. I very well may have a pump at some point. I know kids love the pump. I think it really helps children. That's what I've heard. Again, I'm not an expert. But it's amazing, even since I was diagnosed, how far we've come with treating 
type one. Well, one thing that I know just from talking to you is that now that you can meet with your doctor virtually, a lot of times he can look at your numbers and he can talk to you virtually. And so because you have to check in with your doctor so often, you've saved so much time and just driving around by meeting virtually. Yes. I mean, I used to drive 45 minutes to the doctor, you know, every six weeks, and it was such a hassle. Now, what's great is I meet with my doctor every two weeks, but almost always on FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So it just takes each of us like five minutes. It's just very easy. And is it hard to give yourself shots? It is so easy, Gretchen. I mean, like I said, the pen has really changed how easy it is to give shots, how quick it is. I mean, I give myself a shot every time I go out to a meal with people. I just write at the table, give myself a shot, unless I'm wearing a dress, in which case that's not possible. But people don't even notice. There are people I've known for years, gone out to a meal with, you know, many, many times. I'll mention I have type one and they'll they'll be shocked. And then they'll say, do you give yourself shots? And I'll say, yeah, didn't you see? I just gave myself one like two minutes ago. I mean, people never notice. So that is a great thing. It can be very quick and in and out and you're done. Well, that's a good example of the spotlight effect, which is the psychological phenomenon that we think that other people are paying more attention to us than they actually are. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And for the managing, so I have the 24-hour glucose monitor. I give myself shots throughout the day. That's the short-acting insulin. And then I give myself a shot of long-acting insulin every night. That's kind of a 24-hour just to hopefully keep me steady on a 24-hour basis. Uh. And then I also take various medications Uh every day, and those vary depending on the person. So, you know, I won't go into my own personal uh, medications, but I take several daily. Well, what this reminds me of is something that your doctor said to you when you were first diagnosed about how this is a very manageable condition but it's relentless. You have to really stay on top of it. But if you do stay on top of it, it is manageable. Yes. He described it as being on a freeway with no exit ramp. You're just driving forever down this freeway um, and you want to get off, but you can't. That's not a good metaphor for you and me because we Uh, do not like to drive. We don't like to drive. (laughs) I know. It's just, you know, you got to keep on paying attention to it. So, Elizabeth, that's your diagnosis, and that's how you manage it day to day. What are some of the bigger challenges that you faced? How did you handle those? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of them, Gretch. Even though I, I say, oh, I can discreetly give myself a shot, you know, at the table at lunch, that's true. But there are times where you feel very self-conscious, especially like in a work situation. If suddenly I feel like, oh my gosh, my blood sugar is dropping. I need to eat something. It feels very self-conscious to suddenly announce, oh, I have diabetes and I need to eat something. And I have had to do that before. Well, and I know there have been times where you've been concerned that your monitor might buzz. Like when we were doing our live shows, you would always be thinking about, okay, I want to make sure that I'm not going to get into a situation where my monitor might all of a sudden go off. Yes. And Gretchen, even just the other night, Adam and I went to a sound bath. You know, I love sound baths. You love a sound bath. And beforehand, I thought, should I eat something? And I thought, no, my blood sugar's fine. But then during the sound bath, I kept thinking, I should have eaten something. I should have eaten Mm. something. It's going to go down. It's going to start buzzing. And I had put my phone like across the room, you know, in a cubby. Yeah. 
And I couldn't enjoy the sound bath because the whole time I was just waiting for my monitor to go off, which it did not, by the way. Mm -hmm. So that's just the kind of thing you're always aware of. And how about pregnancy? So pregnancy was a big challenge. One of our listeners had asked me if I was diagnosed before I was pregnant with Jack, and I was. A lot of people are diagnosed during pregnancy, so they'll get gestational diabetes and then it won't go away. That happens. Mm -hmm. Most people with gestational diabetes, it goes away after they give birth, but there are those who then develop type one. I know someone that happened to. So I knew that I had diabetes. So it was something, again, had to be aware of. It meant I had to go to the doctor a lot, especially as it progressed. I had to go every single week. I had to end up delivering a week early because babies of diabetics often are much bigger than regular babies. Jack was nine pounds, nine ounces when he was born, and that was a week early. So it is a hassle, and you have to just be so on top of it. But it was doable, and I had a healthy pregnancy. And as you know, I gave birth naturally and didn't have any problems. That was a big one. What are some other challenges? There's just little things like I have a slight fear of foreign travel because any sort of food situation to me that I don't know feels precarious. Mm -hmm. I have a fear of being without snacks. Mm. For instance, on an airplane, I always worry, what if I get stuck on a tarmac for eight hours? So I want to just have a ton of carby snacks because carbs turn into sugar. And then you can have these moments where your blood sugar drops and it's scary and it's very unpleasant. Well, let's talk about the emergency situation. What does that look like? And what do you do and what should the people around you know to do if you do have a sudden drop like that? Okay, well, the signs of it are really sweating and shaking are probably the biggest Mm. signs. What people need to know is that when you're in that situation, you do not need insulin. Insulin is what you need to lower Mm -hmm. your blood sugar. If you are shaking and sweating, that means your blood sugar is low and you need sugar. And the best thing to give somebody in that situation is liquid with sugar. So orange juice or Coke, milk, Uh because liquid is the fastest thing to get into your bloodstream. So that's a really good thing to point out because I think a lot of times people think like if a diabetic is having an emergency, they need their insulin because insulin feels like their medicine. But actually, the insulin is not going to help you with low blood sugar. That's going to be the opposite of helping you. What you need is that sugary thing. Yes. Yeah. And Gretchen, it's a weird feeling. Like when this happens to me, sometimes, I mean, I'm just like eating like an animal. It's like I go into the cabinet. I'm just like stuffing things in my mouth. Even though I know intellectually, okay, I've now eaten enough that my blood sugar will go up. It's such a just visceral feeling of needing to eat course, and then it goes high. So that's frustrating when you go from 40 to 250. (laughs) Yeah. And this is, again, the problem of the management. Right, the range, staying within the range. Yes. Well, and are there any big misconceptions that people have about type 1? To think that it's going to stop you from having a full life. You can absolutely have an amazing full life, do everything you want to do with type 1. I have to mention some famous people, Gretchen, who oh, have yeah, let us see. Who, who, who who's got- do all sorts of things. Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers, Halle Berry, yeah. Brett Michaels from Poison, 
Mary Tyler Moore, everybody's favorite. I knew that. I knew she was the type one. Yes, I saw her talk about it. Jay Cutler, famous football player. So you can even be a football player and have type one. Anne Rice, the famous novelist. And then Gretchen, Victor Garber, who's an actor. He played Jennifer Garner's father on Mm -hmm. Alias. It's probably his most famous role. It was funny because I saw him at a restaurant and he was testing his blood sugar. This was before the days of wireless glucose monitors. You used to have to prick your finger all the Ah. time. Some people still do. And he had the exact same device that I use. So I almost went across and said, Victor Garber, I'm type one too. But I didn't, although I bet he would have appreciated it because type ones call out to each other. In fact, Gretchen... I don't know if you remember one time you and I were doing an event and it was one of those moments where I suddenly had to say, oh, yes. everybody, I need to eat yeah. a snack. And the guy we were working with, we had just met, pulled a chocolate out of his pocket and said, I'm also type one. Here's a chocolate. I always have this in my pocket. Well, it's also funny to me, Alyssa, because Unhappier in Hollywood, you and Sarah talk about your celebrity sightings and you have so many good celebrity sightings. So it's very suitable that you would have a celebrity sighting related to diabetes. Yes. I noticed that right away. Coming up, we'll talk about support systems and answer questions from listeners. But first is break. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket Meal Kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian approved recipes each week with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. So Liz, one more question before we get to listener questions. 
Can you talk about how family, friends, and other support systems help you manage your condition? What advice do you give to the people around you? I mean, the best thing is just to not make a big deal Mm -hmm. out of it. Don't overreact or make the person feel self-conscious. If they have to eat, don't be like, oh my gosh, you know, just take it in stride. I think it's helpful Maybe to have snacks or to ask, hey, did you bring snacks? Because we can forget. Well, I have to say, Lizette, this conversation is making me realize that I want to do a better job when we're together of having snacks for you. Because like I eat low carb. And so like my little bag of almonds is not going to do anything for you. But what was interesting is around Halloween, you were telling me why Starbursts were a really good thing. So explain to listeners about the Starbursts. Yes, I like to keep Starbursts because, you know, it's pure sugar and they you chew and they really dissolve. So they get in the blood sugar fast. And I like them because they're wrapped, especially... The little packets of two they have at Halloween have the wrapper and then a wrapper around that so that I can keep it in my purse and it doesn't get all gross and destroyed. Right, right. Protection. So I really like Starburst. Yeah, I'm going to get some of those just so that when we're together, I'm prepared as well as you. And then just for people to be aware that if you do have a low, like I'm talking about, it takes about 30 minutes to recover. So there's nothing more to do. You've done your thing. You've eaten something. You've had a Coke, whatever, but it can take like 30 minutes to recover. So just be aware that the person isn't going to be back up to themselves for a little bit after this low period. Right, right, right. Okay. So now for some listener questions, Linda says, Here's my question. Liz, how can someone best support a spouse with type 1? And or how does Adam support you? My husband is type 1 and takes amazing care of himself. At the same time, we've had some scary low blood sugar incidents, and I never know if I should step in if I'm concerned that it might have been a long time since he's eaten something or if I suspect his blood sugar might be getting low. Mm, Interesting. Well, again, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I like that Adam will ask me if I've eaten something Because again, sometimes I get caught up and forget. Also, if I say to him, I need to eat, then he is on it. He's like, okay, we need to get mom food right now. You know, he understands that I'm not just saying I'm hungry, but I really need to eat. So also if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm low and I kind of wake him up and ask him to get me something, if it's really bad and I just don't feel well, he'll like hop right out of bed and get me something. Now, I try to keep things in my nightstand, Gretchen. I usually can just reach over. But, you know, there are times in a hotel room or I run out of something, whatever. He'll run out and get it. Um, Also, like Gretchen, we were in uh, Kansas City. I had forgotten my new sensor. He was in L.A. I called. I said, I forgot my sensor. And he just, without any complaining or scolding me, FedEx me the sensor. I got it the next day. So he really just supports me in that he doesn't judge me. He just is always there when I need right, him. Right, if you need support. So it sounds like you would suggest to Linda that it is easy to get caught up in life and it can be very helpful if somebody around you is like, hey, just flagging this for you in some low-key way. Yes, and if she, again, keeps snacks in her purse yeah. that she knows are good for him or in the glove compartment right. is a good place. Peter writes, this episode is very timely. Our son is 10 years old and was recently diagnosed with type 1. We are still trying to get a handle on all the information technology 
lifestyle changes and the rest. Our son is being very brave, calm, and cooperative, but he definitely needs my wife and me to take the lead in showing him how to handle the situation, and we're still trying to figure things out. I know you weren't diagnosed until you were an adult, but do you have any advice for us? Yes. My biggest advice is embrace the technology. Ah. The more you use the technology, the less your life has to change. It can seem like a lot at the beginning just to figure all this out and it's a big lifestyle change, but it is so worth it. As I said earlier, I know a lot of kids really benefit from insulin pumps, definitely from the 24-hour glucose monitor. So I think just embrace it, Mm -hmm. incorporate it, and life can go on and he'll just be a normal kid. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I would say is let people know. Don't treat it like a secret. Just make it very matter-of-fact. You know, oh, he was just diagnosed with type one. We're dealing with it. It's a big change, but he's handling it like a real champ, you know, and just make it part of your everyday, just not a big deal. Katie asks, I'm wondering how you feel generally about how diabetes is depicted in TV and movies. Um, Well, I have noticed times when it's wrong, Gretchen. (laughs) For instance, there was, I remember on a show, somebody was having a low incident on an airplane And he took insulin and Uh, someone had poisoned the insulin or something. And of course, I knew that's not what he would do. He would eat a candy bar. So I am like an eagle eye about it. (laughs) But I do think probably as time goes on, writers are more and more aware of that kind of thing and are getting more accurate. Okay, that's funny. Shauna asks, do you ever consider eating very low carb like Gretchen or going whole food plant-based? Well, I should be more low carb than I am. That's the thing for diabetes. But Gretchen, you really just don't eat almost any carbs, which I wouldn't even be able to do because it goes up and down. And sometimes all I can, I have to have carbs because as I said, carbs turn into sugar and that's, you know. So yes, I consider it, but you know, I I am who I am and I don't want to be low carb or as certainly where you are. Right, right. Lori finally says, I want to let you know about an amazing group of people with type 1 diabetes who are making me happier. They have been participating in a research study for type 1 diabetes, the Diabetes Control and Complications Trial, Epidemiology of Diabetes Interventions and Complications, for 34 to 40 years. They have graciously remained dedicated through decades of life changes. These amazing people have sacrificed so much to improve the lives of others and make the world a little happier. So that's wonderful. These are people who are helping with the research and the science, and, and it's leading to all these changes, Elizabeth, that you said have made the condition so much easier to improve. And speaking of happiness, kind of final thing, Elizabeth, we often talk about how our physical experiences shape our emotional and mental experiences. So how do you think that this physical experience has influenced you? Well, it's funny, Gretch, because one of the first things dad said when I was diagnosed was that he had heard a secret to long life is being diagnosed with a chronic condition at an early age because it forces you to pay attention to your health. Mm. And I think that's really true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a very close relationship with my doctor, much more than I think most people do. I talk to him about all sorts of health things. I'm really on top of my health. So I I think that is an advantage. Also, I definitely have more empathy for people going through conditions that are much more challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a friend with lupus. I have friends with chronic pain. I have friends with all sorts of things. And because I have diabetes, I know what it's like to be dealing with something like that. And, you know, in some ways I have it a lot easier than they Mm -hmm. do. 
Well, Alicia, thank you for telling us all about it. Even as your sister, I learned a lot about the condition. So listeners, let us know if you have additional questions or comments. Let us know on Instagram, threads, TikTok, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 455 for everything related to this episode. Elizabeth, this week, no demerits, just gold stars. We want to pour out the gold stars for doctors, technology, scientists, health insurance, all the things that have made such a huge difference for the lives of people who have type 1 diabetes. Yes, and Gretchen, I want to give a special shout out to my doctor, Dr. Michael Bush, and also to his nurse, Cornelia, and his assistant, Marianne. They have taken amazing care of me for many years. I am very, very lucky. Yes, gold star to all of them. The resource for this week, if you want to learn more about diabetes, type 1 or type 2, you can go to the website of the American Diabetes Association at diabetes.org. And now, Elizabeth, what are we reading? What are you reading? I'm reading Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. And I am just about to start Akata Woman by Nettie Akorafor. And that's it for this episode of Happier. We hope this discussion of Elizabeth's experience with type 1 diabetes has been useful and interesting. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and threads and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin. And I'm on threads and Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you know anybody who's interested in type 1 diabetes, please send them the link to our show or just recommend the show generally. That is how most people discover our show. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. So, Elizabeth, now that Halloween has passed, I was thinking, you know, sometimes the candy goes on sale. So I was thinking maybe I'd go to the drugstore and see if I can get those Starburst packs. Oh, you are such a good sister, Gretchen. I should have thanked you and my gold stars. (laughs) From the Onward Project. This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.